0: Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. How is everyone this fine Tuesday evening? Maybe you're listening to it on Wednesday. Maybe you're listening to it on Thursday. It all holds up. It's still the AFC South. We're doing our draft recap. Yet last year was, or last week was the NFC. Yesterday was the AFC West. I urge you to check that out. I urge you to check out the rest of the Locked On Network. Check out your favorite team. NBA playoffs are rolling if you're an NBA NBA fan. Locked on NBA stuff is on fire. And I am Matt Williamson. I think I told you that. At Williamson NFL. At WilliamsonFootball.com. I was a scout for the Browns. Been around for a while. I've been doing this for about 18 years. 10 years at ESPN. Was with Pitt. Was with the Akron football team. And how about this Houston Texans draft? Well, you have to realize. Their first two picks... Didn't both go to Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson has to be kind of lumped into this hall. If you recall, their second pick was used to get rid of Brock Osweiler. You know, so, <laughs> so all the cap money they saved getting him out of the building is what they got for their second round pick. They had two-thirds, or three-thirds, I'm sorry, a fourth, three six, and a seventh. So, not a top-heavy draft, of course. Took Justin Reed with the 68th pick, and going into this draft... There were two massive needs. Really, offensive line, specifically offensive tackle. Maybe the worst line in the league. I mean, last year, and yeah, they got some guys, but this is a terrible offensive line. And their tight end situation's really bad, too. So, I figured they would take two, three, four linemen on that second day, third day, you know, those early picks, and just flood those needs. But... I don't blame them for taking Justin Reed at 68. And I don't want to say he's Tyron Matthew, but he is a active do-it-all safety. I don't know exactly what his role will be. But man, you add both those guys to this mix, I don't think Reed should have been there at 68. I bet they absolutely agree with me. I don't know why he fell. I've been told that because it's a little bit has to do with his brother, you know, the whole kneeling thing. He has not been signed. Um, I don't know that that should or has any correlation to this young man, but uh, I don't think it helped his cause. But I did not think he would be the 68th player off the board. You had him and Matthew to a secondary that needed some help and J.J. Watt back and Merciless back and, you know, Cunningham in his second year and Reeder and those guys – this defense is going to be really, really good. So, I'll be critical of Houston's offensive line. But, you know, you can't have everything. And you added Watson. And you have an awesome defense. That's a pretty good jump-off point for the season. And I think Reed, you know, helps that quite a bit. Uh, Martinez Rankin. He's listed as a center for Mississippi State. I think he could probably play all over the line. There's your first lineman. I mean, I think you almost had to just take best lineman available. I think he's more of a tackle than a center, though. So we'll see how that one plays out. But he's really the only offensive lineman. Of, he's the only offensive line they picked. But he's the only offensive lineman of note. Um, they did get a tight end. Jordan Atkins. I thought this was a little early for him with the 98th pick. But he can run. He can stretch the field. I think he's got a pretty early path to playing time. Again, that was a big, big need. Kiki QT. I always like to call him Kiki Cutie, but that's not really his name. Uh, he was their fourth round pick. This is maybe a bit of a luxury item, but he has Will Fuller-like speed. I mean, he's going to be one of the fastest receivers in the league with major big play ability. They clearly want that to be a staple of their passing game. Watson throwing deep and buying time and running around seven seconds into the into the play with bad blocking, but he makes people miss like Russell Wilson. Fires one deep downfield to uh, QT or Fuller. So I'm cool with that. That makes sense. They also took Duke Elejour. I always say his name wrong as well. He was kind of a brand name, well-known edge player from miss- from Wake Forest. A decent prospect. I thought he'd go a little earlier in this, but not a special guy. I mean, still, but the first six-round pick... I bet he sticks on and has a decent career. I thought he was an okay player for that range. Jordan Thomas, another tight end, Mississippi State. Um, and then they took an outside linebacker and a corner after there that I don't know if they'll make the team or not. But decent draft from an All Things Considered. That Reed picks I do think is a luxury. And maybe before the draft I would have said, man, they don't really have the luxury to take luxury picks. They just have to get lineman and a tight end. But I like the player and... That defense is going to be good in Houston. The Colts' defense is not going to be good, but I like their draft. This is a team that truly needed everything but quarterback, and hopefully luck's moving along. We'll see. And really, we're in a position just to take more or less the best player available start to finish. And if you recall, they started out at three, and well before the draft, the Jets traded up. And they ended up with three second round, or four second round picks, as well as one next year, just to move down three spots and take Quentin Nelson, who they very well could have taken a three. Maybe they would have taken Chubb at three if they had been still sitting there, or Nelson. But I think Nelson's the best player in the draft. You get him at six, make this offensive line an actual strength, maybe create some kind of running game with him and Kelly and... Muhort and Costanzo. And then two picks later, Braden Smith, who was a guard I really liked from Auburn. Big, nasty dude, too. So clearly, this front office is sending a message that we want to be very physical. Our offensive line is not going to be a weakness anymore. We are going to run the ball finally. We're going to keep luck upright with with great offensive line play. But. He didn't need another guard. You know, like, oh, that's great, and I like the player, and at 37, I thought that was fine. But taking two guards, I mean, Smith's a taller dude. Maybe he could play right tackle. I know Nelson could play right tackle, but to make the best guard I've ever seen into a tackle, a little bit defeats the purpose of taking him six overall. I'm sure it'll shape itself out, and adding more line to this situation is never a bad idea, and they had all the picks, and I get that. But I probably would have went defense, you know, and just went a different direction or wide out with that pick. In between those two choices, their early second rounder was Darius Leonard, run and hit small school linebacker from um, North Carolina. He's not from – he's from South Carolina State. I'm sorry. There's some typo in the thing I'm looking at here. He's like, he's not from NC State. But he's smaller – Flies around the field, modern-day linebacker. I thought 36 was a little early there, too, but fair enough. I mean, I, I think he will quarterback the defense for years to come. Playmaker, probably will have an adjustment, obviously, but the Colts aren't winning anything this year anyways. So went Nelson, Leonard, Braden Smith. Uh, Kamoko Ture is an edge player from Rutgers, who I like a lot. Explosive, bendy, a little on the undersized, but boy, do they need pass rush. And, you know, in the dome, get off the ball. Yeah, I think that was absolutely a need. like the pick a lot. Um, Taekwon Lewis was their, their last second round pick. Also, a defensive end, more sizable than a guy like Terre. Frankly, I thought that was early. I mean, and he was a guy I kind of liked too, but I liked him as a third, fourth rounder, not as an end of round two. But boy, they need all the defensive end, edge, pass rush help they can possibly get. So, they didn't have a third. They won fourth. That was Naheem Hines. And then they also used a running back, both running backs, Jordan Wilkins, two picks later. And they're very different. Jordan Wilkins from Old Miss, Naheem Hines from NC State. Hines is Sproles, McCaffrey, at least as much wide receiver as running back. And those two aren't exactly the best example of that. Curtis Samuel, um... I'm not coming up with a comparison that's making me do jumping jacks here. But he may be their slot receiver. He may be on the field with Mac or Wilkins. Uh, certainly will be prominent when they're losing in the fourth quarter. Accomplished receiver, fast, explosive. I like that, but certainly not in every down back. Wilkins is more your traditional pounder, more so than those guys. Uh, in, the, in the late fifth round, that's fine. In between and, well, before and after Wilkins, they found two interesting receivers. Darius Fountain is not a guy I knew much about before the draft, but I've been studying him up a little bit since. An extreme athlete from Northern Iowa. A really intriguing traits player. He may have a role. You know, like, get this guy some reps. You're not winning anything this year anyway. The wide receiver situation is dismal outside of Hilton and then Deion Kane in the 6th round. He has ability too. I mean a Clemson receiver, size, speed guy. Uh, I the more I look at it, like to get those two with the 159th and 185th pick. That's good work, man. And then they took two outside linebackers in the 7th round to wrap things up. But they got a lot. I mean, it's not exactly the direction I would have went, but they they got a lot. They needed a lot and Let's just just throw a lot of stuff at a fan type of situation and start to build a culture here with a lot of youth. All right, all right. Two more teams in the AFC South. We got Jacksonville and then Tennessee. Jacksonville starts their draft, 29th pick overall, Taven Bryan. This is a really interesting pick. They have so many defensive linemen, but Clayus Campbell's not young. Tyson Jackson's expensive and could be a cap uh, relief guy before long. Brian's a raw, big, long, versatile, sort of like a mix between Jackson and Campbell. Um, Use them all over the line. Break them in slow. Start out as interior pass rusher. Moldable clay that has a lot of ability. I absolutely would have taken Lamar Jackson if I was the Jags. And at the 29th pick, I'm sitting there and Lamar Jackson was there. I would have sprinted to the podium. But I'm just going to get that off my chest. Um, but they didn't. And I have no problem with adding Brian. Um, I thought their receivers needed work. There is a lot of them there. And they did use a second-round pick on DJ Chark. He is a long, A.J. Green body type, outside-the-numbers one-trick pony, fast guy. And I know he had a big senior bowl, but he doesn't get off coverage, press coverage real well. He's not real physical. He's real fast. He's tall and long. That's fine. You know, I mean, I would think as much as they run the ball, play action shots, having a deep threat will be important in this offense as long as, you know, Bortles is being hidden. Um, so that's fine. I mean, again, you're 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", whatever. You think it's like 6'3", and runs a 4'3". You know, his receiver skills need a lot of work. Ronnie Harrison's another one, the 93rd pick, that I can't believe is still there, and I bet they couldn't believe he's still there. In their Seattle cover three style, he absolutely is the Cam Chancellor coming out of Alabama. And they're getting to the point now in that defense where you're going to have to pick and choose who you keep long-term, you know, like, yeah, he'd love to keep Ramsey and Bouye and you know I mentioned Jackson could be a cap hit and Jack and Telvin Smith's already been locked up. So maybe when Church's contract's up, Harrison steps in and a seamless transition. Meanwhile, he's a um basically a special team or depth guy. Injury could step up, but that's a that's a lot of football player to get at 93. Will Richardson's a bit of a project tackle, but there is ability there. I think that was a really good pick in the fourth round. Probably won't hear from him this year, but wouldn't shock me at all if he's starting down the line sooner than later. So I do like that pick up. Tanner Lee, a quarterback from Nebraska. He's going to compete for the second job long term. Uh, Leon Jacobs, the linebacker from Wisconsin. And then they took a punter from Mississippi State to finish out their draft. So Um, I guess I liked what they did. Basically, sort of some luxury picks there. Again, I absolutely would have taken Jackson and ran that to the podium. But that's not the direction they're going. They're trusting Blake Bortles. Best of luck. That's fine. Um, This draft's kind of a quick one. There's only four picks. This is the Titans. But I think they got two difference makers. And I'm going to start with the second one first. I don't quite understand why Harold Landry fell to the 41st pick. And you could make the argument especially his tape two years ago, that he was the most prototypical and best edge pass rusher in this draft. And that includes um, Chubb. You know, that Landry's more of an edge bender. I'm not saying he's Von Miller, but that's the type of style he is. Flexible, get low, change of direction, smooth. Had a rough year with injuries this past year. And I've heard some people say he kind of put it in neutral as well. But there's also the injuries involved, you know, so... Like I said before, this is a lot of football player at a need position that can learn behind Morgan and Arakpo, and they trade up to get him, so kudos to that. And you look at the Titans going into this draft. They didn't have a lot of needs. Um, their first pick, though, was Rashawn Evans. They traded up for that one, too. An explosive downhill inside linebacker who also could be an edge player, played edge at Bama with Tim Williams while Foster was kind of the every-down linebacker. But he's a, he's a work in progress on the second level, reading and reacting. he a violent closer, though. Great training to come with, yeah, he takes some time with those finer points of linebacking. But there's a lot to work with here, man. I mean, he comes downhill, blitz, blitz off the edge, chasing down running backs. Eventually, maybe he can match up with tight ends and backs and man coverage. He has this type of athleticism. So two really good picks to help his front seven. That looks pretty sturdy right now. Um, from Arizona, Dan Khrushak is a corner. And then Luke Falk. The Khrushak pick is going to be special teams, depth, fine. You know, I got no problem with that. But the Luke Falk pick is really interesting, quarterback out of Washington State. And oh, by the way, he goes 199, the Tom Brady pick. And I know this is crazy, but I have heard some people in the know say, don't be surprised if this guy's a starting quarterback sometime. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. Nobody's saying he's Tom Brady. But it is interesting. It's 199 It's just something to talk about. Super duper smart. Competitive. Knows where to go with the football. Not great traits. And I keep saying Brady, which is just stupid. I should stop saying Brady. But, you know, it's sort of that mold. You know, I mean, I'm not saying Louis is going to be great. But it wouldn't shock me if a couple of years from now, he surfaces as... Oh, he's looked really good in the preseason. Those couple games of Mariota was out. He played well. His contract's coming up, you know, four years from now, and maybe we should give him a crack as Drew Brees' successor in New Orleans or something like that. So, certainly worth the pick. M- won't hear from him in a while. Maybe he's the darling of, of the preseason. That wouldn't shock me either. But I like that pick. Only four choices for the Titans, but their roster's pretty full. They realized that, they didn't have a lot of spots to give out The players, traded up, got the guys they wanted. So there you have it. Leave me a uh, review on iTunes. You haven't done that in a while. Just do it. Come on. And check out my website, WilliamsandFootball.com. All right, guys. See you.